Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Social Security Talk. I'm Mark Kiner, the guy in the yellow shirt, and joined by my partner, Jim Blair, wearing a nice bright orange shirt today. Good. Hello, Jim. Hey, good afternoon. It's a beautiful day in Cincinnati, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. It's a little warm, but uh, I'll take it. I, I like it. <laughs> it's blue skies. It's going to be high, I don't know, what, 80s? It's going to be in the in the 90s pretty soon. So, yeah, it's definitely a little warmer than usual for the end of for the end of May. Anyway, this uh, podcast is called Social Security Talk. We talk about everything relating to this in the social security space. Our firm is Premier Social Security Consulting. We are based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and we provide a couple of really good services. Number one, we help folks across the country to understand and to maximize their social security benefits by providing a social security consultation for folks. Additionally, we educate advisors across the country, increasing their value to clients. And Jim and I came up with the National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program back in January 2013. So far, about 5,000 advisors have come through our class, and about 2,700 or so have earned our certificate so far. Jim, what are the two main uh, things that we really emphasize in our class? Well, one of the big ones is situational social security because everybody's situation is different. Just because your neighbor has a certain set of facts doesn't mean that's yours. And you shouldn't necessarily listen to your neighbor and take his advice. And the other thing is we want to make sure that when advisors uh, financial advisors, CPA, anybody that works with money is dealing with somebody that they know what questions to ask. We call them probing questions. What questions do you need to ask your clients to make sure that they're receiving the benefit they should receive? Or maybe they're not going to file and make a mistake by filing early. Uh, people have options and they'll have to decide based on their own particular set of facts, their own situation when is the best time for them to apply for benefits? How do they maximize their benefit for their particular situation? Our class is provided in three formats, in-person classes, live webinars, and taped on-demand videos. We will be in the following cities uh, this year. We're going to be in Chicago, Dallas, Cincinnati, and Louisville, later on in 2023. So we'd love to see at one of our upcoming classes. Our website to learn more about our classes is www.premiernssa.com. That is Nancy Sam Sam Apple. Anyway, Jim, let's talk a little bit today about divorce spouses and, and benefits for divorce spouses. But before we talk about that, Let's just touch briefly upon, you know what, the restricted application. Hey, where do we stand there? Uh, it's not available to a whole lot of people anymore. Anybody who has not applied for benefits that might be eligible to take advantage of the restricted application is already past age 69 
and will be age 70 by the uh, uh, by December of this year. So it is coming to a close. That said, anybody who is still eligible, as you talk to people, somebody may be approaching age 70 thinking, I need to go ahead and file for my benefit at age 70. Whereas you can look at that and say there may be a possibility for them to file the restricted application, take benefits from their spouse. They can actually get six months of past due benefits and continue to receive that until they reach age 70 and then switch to their own. That's money they're just giving up if they don't do anything. And so while they're few and far between anymore, it is a real important strategy for those that meet the requirements. Jim, would you say that maybe between 5 to 7% of our clients can still file a restricted application? Somewhere around there. Now, a lot of our clients already filed the restricted application because we talked to them a long time ago uh, and they're, they're looking. But as we see new folks uh, contacting us about benefits, we do occasionally run into it. It's been a while since I've seen one, but they are out there. I was so excited, Jim. I talked to somebody on the phone just the other day. You tell me who is 69. So the first thing that came to my mind was the restricted application. Then he tell me he was turning 70 in 2024 in May or June. Yeah. That took him right right off. The, uh, the opportunity for him to file a restricted application just doesn't exist because he was not born by that magic birth date of January 1st of 1954. So unfortunately, I was excited, and then three minutes later, found out he wasn't born by that magic birth date. So the restricted app is not available to him. And but what yet, that means, just for folk, maybe somebody who didn't take our class or maybe they forgot, remember, you attain the age of your birthday the day before your birthday. So if you were born actually January 1st, 1954, you attain age 70 in December. That's why you meet the requirements to be able to do the restricted application. But still, it doesn't mean you turn 70 in January. Those folks uh, aren't eligible. It's the ones that attain age uh, 70 in December. They still are grandfathered in. So please be on the lookout, folks that are listening to the Social Security Talk podcast, that if you... Or if you're an advisor and you have clients, if your clients are, were born by that magic birthday at a 1154, then please consider to incorporate. That's a big word, Jim, to yeah. use uh, on the last day of May. <laughs> incorporate the restricted application in your filing strategies. So we'd like for you to review prior or previous Social Security Talk podcasts. Just go to our YouTube channel. That's the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> go to our YouTube channel, which is Social Security Talk. And you can listen to prior episodes of Social Security Talk podcast. So, Jim, when we teach our class, you know, our class is eight hours long. And we spend, of that eight hours, Jim, we spend about 30 to 45 minutes, I'm guessing a bit, on spousal benefits. And of uh, that 30 to 45 minutes, we talk about spousal benefits. We also get into benefits payable to an ex to an ex spouse. That discussion takes Jim maybe 10 to 15 minutes. It doesn't take long, but we always have always have lots of questions that come up and a lot of fun when we talk about uh, benefits payable to ex spouses. 
So Jim, talk about, so let's assume I, I'm, I'm divorced, okay? And talk, Jim, talk about how my ex-spouse can collect off my work record. Right, and we get this question a lot. So first of all, for your ex-spouse to draw off of your work record, they have to be single. They cannot be married to someone else and draw off of your work record. Doesn't matter what your marital status is. Uh, you can be married, you can be single, divorced, uh, whatever your status is, doesn't make a bit of difference to your ex. If your ex is single, if you were married to them for 10 years or more, uh, if they are at least age 62, uh, then they can file for uh, potentially benefits off of your work record. And when you file an application for benefits, Social Security is going to ask you, do you have an ex-spouse? And were you married 10 years or more? And then they're going to ask information about that person. And the reason for that, first of all, they want to see if you're eligible. If you're not, they want to see if they're eligible on your work record. Uh, good news, doesn't affect your benefit at all. Better news, doesn't affect your current spouse's benefit. Now, under the normal rules for, for divorce spouse benefits, for them to draw off of your work record, you have to be receiving. You're either receiving a retirement or a disability benefit. Uh, if you're not receiving, doesn't mean they can't draw off of you. There's other rules, and we will definitely talk about that. So, Jim, you're saying if I've been divorced for less than two years from my wife, for my wife to collect off of me, she must be single, first of all. She must be at least age 62. And I must be receiving a Social Security benefit. Right. It can be either retirement or disability, but uh, you have to be receiving that benefit for them to draw off of your work record. There is another category, though, that's called independently entitled divorce spouse. And what that means is they can draw off of your record independent of what you do. Uh, you mentioned the two years. That's where that comes into play. Now, for this uh, to be allowed some of the rules are the same. Your ex still has to be single. They have to be uh, married to you for 10 years or more. Now, both of you must be at least age 62. And you've been divorced for two years or more. In that situation, even if you're not drawing a Social Security benefit, your ex-spouse can draw benefits off of your work record. Uh, so you can't not file to keep your ex from drawing off of your work record. Doesn't hurt your benefit any Anyhow, it doesn't hurt your current spouse's benefit or any children on your record uh, won't interfere with those benefits. But uh, there is uh, a possibility they could draw off of your record. So, Jim, let's go back to the first uh, category of divorce spouses. So, if uh, I've been divorced from my ex, from my ex-spouse, been divorced for less than two years, I must be receiving a benefit. So, Jim, that kind of puts a little control in my shoes, doesn't it? If I want to wait to age 70 because I'm, I'm currently married and I want my current spouse to get more as a surviving spouse when I'm gone fishing for the final time, then that could impact when my ex-spouse can draw off my work record. Is that correct? That is correct because you've been divorced less than two years, so it's brand new. And what they're trying to prevent is people uh, from filing uh for divorce so that the, the your spouse can file on your work record while you wait anyway. Um, but uh, 
it, it does do away with the requirement that you file for benefits, but not until you've been divorced for two years or longer. Tim, let's assume I've got three ex-bosses out there. Let's have some fun. You know, can I be married for three three times? I don't know. Uh, Betty, Amber, and Chloe. And Tim, let's assume I was married to each of them for at least 10 years. So um, let's assume I'm the higher earner. They could all draw off me at the same time, correct? That is correct. No family maximum issue? No family maximum. Everybody would draw their full Social Security benefit in spite of the fact that there's, in this case, two other exes and you drawing benefits off of your own work record. Okay, so uh, now let's assume I'm the lower earner. Uh, Betty turns 62. Benefit off uh, Betty is higher than my own, so I can collect off Betty. Two years later, Amber turns 62, and my benefit off Amber is higher than what I'm getting off of Betty. I can switch. And then two years later, Chloe turns 62. My benefit off Chloe is higher than what I was receiving off Amber, so I can switch again. So as my ex-spouse's Jim turned age 62, I can switch from one to the other if my benefit, benefit off the new ex-spouse turning age 62 would be higher, correct? That's correct. The, the only flying that ointment is if you're eligible off of uh, two or all three at the same time, they'll make you take the higher of the, uh, the three. But if you're not eligible yet off of ex-spouses two and three, then uh, when Betty or Chloe, whichever one reaches 62 next, then you could switch and then later to the other one. So uh, they're going to look at everybody's situation and see how many exes you have out there, uh, how old are they, and what are you eligible for on their work record. So basically what you're saying, Jim, if when I file, all three of my ex-spouses are at least age 62, deemed, deemed filing comes into play, and I must take off of the ex-boss that gives me the highest benefit. I cannot switch from one to the other to the other. So when I file, if they're all uh, at least age 62, Dean filing requires that I collect the highest benefit possible, correct? That is correct. Also, Dean filing will make you take your own benefit first if you have your 40 credits and you're eligible. Uh, you would have to take your own Social Security. But if you're eligible for a spousal boost after they consider your benefit, or maybe you didn't work enough to be eligible on your own, uh, then you could draw. But uh, they will take a look at your own record first pay you off your record first, and then any ex-spouse, well, technically any spouse or ex-spouse benefit that you're eligible for, uh, they would be looking at, and you would take the higher uh, of what's available. Tim, let's talk a little more, bit more about the 10-year rule. You have to be married to your ex for at least 10 continuous years, correct so far? That's correct. I noticed you didn't say 10 happy years. They don't <laughs> all have to be happy. Uh, now, that's my 10 agonizing years, Jim. I always say that. <laughs> that's right. 10, ten uh, continuous or agonizing years. There's a, a little bit of an uh, option in there where if a couple was divorced in one year, if they remarry by the end of the second year, Social Security will disregard the divorce. So let's just say, for example, uh, we have a married couple who were divorced in... Uh, June of 2022, and they remarry in September of 2023. Social Security will count that as if that divorce never occurred. 
But if they were divorced in June of 2021 and remarried in uh, January of 2022, uh, sorry about that. They're, you're going to have to meet that 10-year requirement either based off of the first marriage or off of the second marriage. Well, let's go through those dates again, Jim, because I think maybe uh, we might have confused folks. If you divorce in, in, in 2021 and get remarried in 2022, we're still good. That, that is, that's all good time that Social Security will accept that. Right. Yeah, you kind of said something slightly different that I wanted. Oh, I might say yeah. January 22. I meant January 23. So yeah, that's they, what you meant to say. Yeah. Yes, I thought so. So what so, that means is more you, you divorce in one year, you did not remarry by the end of the following year. Yeah, you got the it. Succeeding year after that, you got it. So in that situation, Jim, you the ten year time would start anew again. Correct. Let's also talk about that ten year rule. Does the is the ending date of the ten year rule requirement? Is the ending date the date that both parties sign the divorce decree? No, it's the date that uh, the judge says you're divorced. He'll hand it to the clerk of courts, and the clerk of court will file it into the court record. And there will be the a date on the divorce decree. They call it the date of filing. That's the date it's filed into the court record. That's the actual date of divorce, and that's the controlling period from the day you got married to the day you got divorced. That's the, the filing date on the divorce decree. So if, if you think you were married to someone close to 10 years, but uh, you didn't quite think you made it, maybe you were a month or two short, I'd go ahead and check the divorce decree just to make sure. Who knows, maybe the clerk of courts was on vacation and didn't get a file till he got back, and by then you met the 10-year rule. Never hurts to look. Always good, I, and this is true for any Social Security benefits. Never assume you're not eligible. Always check it out. Make sure if you need to get an official determination from the Social Security Administration. But let Social Security make that determination. You don't need to. Jim, how does somebody obtain information from SSA about a possible uh, benefit off of an ex-spouse? Yeah, this one's a little tricky because technically, because of the privacy rules, you're eligible to know what benefits based off of your record, but you're not eligible to know off what the benefits are based off of anybody else's record. But you are entitled to know what benefits you're eligible for on any record. So while you can't go into Social Security and say, eh, what's my ex drawing from Social Security? You can go in and say, what am I eligible for off of their work record? And, and they will off of the, your divorced spouse's work record. And they will tell you. Now, you're going to have to prove it to them, so that's the, the tricky part. You'll need to take your divorce decree. If your divorce decree shows your date of marriage, that's fine. That'll cover uh, the 10-year period and shows Social Security you are, in fact, eligible on your ex's work record. Uh, if it does not show the date of marriage, well, you have to take the marriage certificate, not the marriage license, the marriage certificate, and your divorce decree into Social Security, and they'll tell you what you're eligible for off of your ex. Jim, we've heard some horror stories that SSA will not provide that information to a client. Does that happen often? It, it does happen. Uh, Social Security sometimes will err on the side of not giving information 
that you're entitled to receive to make sure that they don't give out information you're not entitled to receive. Uh, and it does get frustrating and it makes it tough on the, the folks who are eligible to know that information. You just have to be a little persistent. Uh, but look at it from the perspective, that means your ex isn't gonna go into that office and get your information either. Uh, it may, may make it a little more difficult, but if you stick to it, eventually somebody will see, yes, you are eligible for these benefits, so this is how much you're eligible for when you do file. Can you file for benefits off an ex-spouse online, Jim, or do you need to visit SSA to do that? No, those can be done online. They will end up asking you for your divorce decree uh, and maybe your marriage certificate if, like I said before, date of marriage wasn't on the divorce decree. So there'll, there'll have to be some proofs that you provide. Uh, and because of that, it may be better make an appointment and do it over the phone with someone or uh, just make an in-office appointment. And that way you can take all your documents in and you don't have that extended period of time where they tell you you have to send an inf information, they wait for you to mail it, then they wait to get around to doing it and sending you back to your documents. And that is a problem that Social Security has. Uh, it's been, I think, since actually COVID hit, uh, they're not getting documents back to people on a timely basis. Let's face it, in a lot of states, divorce decree, marriage, or marriage certificate, that's 25 or $30. You don't want to lose that. Uh, so it might be better, while you can file online, might be better to go ahead and make an appointment and go in. Jim, let's talk about children. Uh, ex-husband, ex-wife, under what circumstances might a child receive a benefit if their parents are divorced? Well, the, the child's still eligible if they're a minor under the age of 18 and unmarried. Between 18 and 19, still a full-time student in high school. Uh, or if the child was disabled before the age of 22. Uh, and if all in all those situations, the child is not married, they're eligible off of the parent who files for Social Security benefits. Now, sometimes they don't live with that parent. Uh, maybe mom has custody and dad files for benefits. That child's gonna be eligible. Dad will list that child on his application and Social Security would contact mom to take an application. And since the child's under 18, make her the representative payee. But it's still uh, up to her to spend that money on the child's behalf. And Social Security will ask for accounting of the uh, money that was sent. Uh, but it's paid to the child as if they need a rep representative payee, it's paid to whoever the child is living with. So either the ex-wife or the ex-husband must be receiving a benefit for a child to receive a child's benefit. That is correct. So if the ex-wife does not file for benefits off an ex and uh, they've been divorced for five years, ex-husband is not receiving a benefit, child does not get a benefit either. Right. Got it. All right, folks. This was a very lively and stimulating discussion on a social security benefits payable to ex-spouses. I am Mark Kiner, guy in yellow, drawn by my partner, Jim Blair, wearing a bright orange shirt. Our company is Premier Social Security Consulting. We provide a couple services. Number one, we, can, we help folks across the country to understand and maximize their social security benefits. Additionally, we, we educate advisors 
across the country, increasing the value of clients. We provide the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. After day training, advisors take our assessment. After passing, they earn our certificate, joining about 2,700 advisors across the country that have earned our certificate so far. To receive information about our education, you can go to our website, www.premiernssa.com. That's Nancy Sam Sam Apple. You can send me an email, mkiner, K-I-N-E-R, at mypremierplan.com. You can give me a buzz. My direct line is 513-247-0526, 513-247-0526. Love to see you at one of our upcoming classes in Chicago, Dallas, Louisville, Cincinnati. I think those are the last four classes this year, Jim. Or like to see at one of our upcoming webinars. The tuition includes the gold standard of support. So you can call me with questions, email me with questions, attend our monthly webinars and our social security open forums. <laughs> Purpose of, of the open forums is to talk about, no, is for advisors to ask us questions. They control the content. And they ask us many, many good questions, many questions to which I have to refer to Jim because Jim worked for the SSA for 35 long years. So anyway, please listen to all of our podcasts on our YouTube channel, Social Security Talk. So for now, this now ends uh, this episode of Social Security Talk. Jim, any final comments? No, just remember... Uh, to be proactive and make sure people aren't losing benefits or they're not filing for benefits uh, earlier than they should be. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, send me an email or give me a buzz. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. 